Welcome to the Soul Midwife Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Hughes. I'm an energy healer, a guide, a mama of four, and yes, a soul midwife. In this podcast, I offer guidance, healings, and wisdom for women who are feeling out of alignment, disconnected, and are longing to find out or to rediscover who they truly are from a deep place of wholeness. Women who are ready to step out of the culture of busy, overwhelmed, disconnection, and fragmentation, and to lead lives that feel soulful and aligned from the inside out. Welcome everyone, welcome back to the podcast, the first podcast for 2022. Today I'm going to be talking about this idea about being put to good use, as well as the gift economy and presence. And kind of what I'm up to in the new year. So um, tune in. Stay tuned. It's going to be a good one. So this idea of I want to be put to good use is actually something that I heard in a podcast with uh, Aubrey Marcus and Charles Eisenstein. They were just talking about just really their world and the relationship with the world and inner callings and... Uh, their direction of their life. And he said, I believe it was Charles that said, I just want to be put to good use. And I literally, I was listening to it in the car and I just started crying. I truly did. I started crying. And I thought, fuck, how many of us in this world, like that's, I don't know about you, but that's like just one of my deepest longings is just to be put to good use. And not to be useful. So this is different because at some point in my life, and I think this is true for many of us, we want to be useful. And that can that can like wrap up this idea of what our value is. And our value is when we're doing something. And it can lead into this big like egoic like mess, right? And it can lead us to burnout and it can lead us to like choosing the what I feel like possibly are things that are not aligned with us. But the, there's a very different idea of being useful and putting good to do, good use. And I'm going to try my best to word salad it out of what I actually mean by that. Putting, being put to good use is literally this idea of service, So really showing up to serve people in a way that is best aligned for you. So tapping into your superpowers, your magical gifts, and your uniqueness that you and I are put on this planet with. And that doesn't mean that this has to be the thing you do for money. That doesn't mean that this is, that money has to do with any of it, really. It totally could. It could be your business, right? I actually help people. I don't I don't really speak about that much because people just find me, but I do help people find uh, businesses and create businesses and, and operate businesses based on kind of what's in alignment for them and, and their soul's purpose. But, but that's not, so that is a component of it. That is one way it could possibly manifest. But it also could be just like being of use, serving those in your community in the best way that you with your unique gifts can. It could be for me, you know, right now, uh, what is in deepest alignment for me 
is is being a really amazing mama and uh, homeschooling our kids. Um, and that is is what's in deepest alignment and of deepest service, I actually feel like, to humanity through the simple act of the exploration of learning with my kids. So you could call it homeschool. Lately, I've been wanting to to not call it that because I'm not doing school at home. We're exploring and loving learning, which I have done homeschooling and is very different than this idea of exploring and loving learning. But that's probably a very different podcast and not one I'm probably going to record unless somebody out there really wants me to. Um, but this idea of being put to good use and being in alignment with your unique superpowers and gifts and what is best how that best manifests is very different. And I, I do feel like I, I, this is definitely a belief of mine is that we are put on this earth with unique gifts, with unique superpowers. And most of us don't even know them because that's, it's just like what we do. And we don't even know that other people can't do these sorts of things. And so part of life is the discovery of that and the uncovery of that. And then the claiming of it. Right. And then another part of it is just, how how you can actually use those gifts out in the world like what does that actually look like you know, okay I've, I have these things but like how can I bring them into the world and so when he when he said that I thought to myself I just cried because I was like yes that is my heart's desire and I, I honestly think that that is most of our heart's desire or many of our heart's desire deep underneath the like, what should I do? And how should I make money? And what should my life look like? And should I keep up with the Joneses? Or I don't know, all of that sort of like, cultural uh, materialism. Not that materialism is a bad thing. I'm not saying that, but just like, focus, cultural focus on not service, but on consuming, I guess. I guess that's what I want to say. It's just very, it's just very different than like, I want to be of use. I want to serve from my place of power, authenticity, and alignment in the best way possible. And I'm going to let my ego mind go of what that actually needs to look like and actually just step into the service. And so I'm gonna talk about something that I've been grappling with. Because when he said that, it literally just like, the tears came because for quite some time now, I, I have been, you know, I tap into my own soul, there's a communication that I have and have been growing it and growing it and growing it for years and years now, but I've really stepped up this, conversation and really allowing my life to be more soul-led than logical and ego mind-led, which is kind of a scary thing in some ways because sometimes the soul will, and my soul has a very, and all of our souls have a very different voice than like the egoic mind and the, um, the logical mind and they kind of come from different areas of the brain and like the soul for me is very much in not the heart but in that like center space in between 
And if you if this sounds really out there for you, it's probably because you haven't experienced it. Because at some point in my life, this would have been like, what the hell is this lady talking about, right? But I've this is my experience, and I've just grown to trust in it so much. And it's what I help people with, and it's kind of where I'm going to go with this podcast. So my soul has been telling me for so for, for a while now, for many, many months, when I tap in and I say, how am I best to serve people, it is through doing this soul work it's there's a few things that will come up right and they're not ideas because ideas come from a very different place and ideas I want to like put boxes around and dates on and (laughs) numbers on and I, I like love that stuff so I have heard for a while now that the the soul work so my soul sessions need to be offered based on the gift economy so if you've been following me for some time you know that I do a 40 day Uh, 40-day soul um, experience that is, uh, you know, emails that get sent to you, plus you get a a session, a short session, a half hour with me, and then at the end you get more of like a 45-minute session with me, and I've done this based on the gift economy, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, what that actually is. So I've been doing this for about six months, and for probably just as long, I have been told by this soul voice that I am supposed to also be offering soul sessions, which are 90-minute sessions, and I have been doing in, like, in a specific way, and making money off of, right, and serving people, but I've, that I'm supposed to be doing these in the gift economy model as well, and in my head, my logical mind and my egoic mind is like, heck no, like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm running a, a business here, meaning like, yes, I'm serving people, but I need to also serve my family. I need to pay bills and put food on the table for, you know, four kids and <coughs> two of which are teenagers and eat a lot. And and so I've just like kind of ignored that voice and like overridden it, right? We can do that really well. We can just override. We hear those niggles. I mean, how many times have you heard you may not call it your soul voice. You might call it your intuition. I, I would say that intuition and soul are pretty much the same. Like it's a manifestation of the soul's voice. But how many times have you heard some sort of a niggle and just ignored it? And then later like, oh shit, I wish I would have listened to my that voice, right? Or that feeling. Some people it's a feeling. Some people it's a vision. And so that's what I was doing. I was ignoring it. I was like, no way. I can't do that. Like... And, and so when I heard those words from the podcast, I want to be of use, it came flooding to me, this message that I've been receiving from deep within for some time that I have just been ignoring. Because if I'm super honest, there's a little bit of fear, right? The fear is, well, if I take that income away, how am I going to, you know, pay the bills? And there was this big realization that like, I don't live or I try not to navigate life based on fear. Like there is the reality, right? So there is a reality that I do have bills to pay. And what I know is that I, when I live my life in greater alignment, things (laughs) just work out. It sounds kind of hippy dippy and airy fairy to say that. I, I totally uh, acknowledge that, but it is my experience. It's just my experience. And even work out, that also could mean that <coughs> it might not be so much like I love it in the moment. Like working out doesn't always have to be what we would call the most positive. So 
an example of that would be like, okay, say I say yes and I do lose that income and then it, things do get really tight and a little like you could say rough around for a while, right? But at the end of the day, things will then flourish, right? There's like a contraction expansion cycle. So all of this to say is that I've been ignoring this voice. And when I heard that, I was crying. I knew that everything aligned in me, that this is the truth. And when I really tap into it, the idea is that in this life, one of my lessons is to receive. So for whatever, I do believe that my soul has traveled along this creation for some time. That is my belief. And I very much receive the message that this life is about receiving. One of my lessons is to receive. And so, yes, that can be through money, but it also can just be receiving. Receiving doesn't have to be through money. And I have time and time again in my life given and received. Like out of the blue, random things, random money, random gifts, right? I have given away things. And so this leads me to the conversation around the gift economy. I have been operating some of my stuff, not all of it, not all of it feels resonant to run in this way, shape or form. It really doesn't. There's specific things that feel like that I've been resisting and the alignment of not charging a typical fee for them and instead of operating on the gift economy. So the gift economy <clears throat> is something that Really, I have lived my whole life without calling it the gift economy. It is just the way I am. So I'm a gifter. Like that is kind of my one of my, my major love language. And it's just something that I remember my husband once when we first met. And this may sound really strange to some people, but when we first met, we, I mean, we were engaged within two weeks. We've been together now for 20 years. We just knew. And instant, he didn't have much money at the time. He was a traveler. I didn't really have much money at the time either. I was going to midwifery school, but I'd saved some money. And right at the beginning, it was like, what, what was my money was his money. And he was just like floored by this idea. And to me, it wasn't even like a thought. It just was. <clears throat> it wasn't a thought of like, yeah, it just wasn't a thought. It's hard to explain, but it just wasn't. I literally never thought that anything of like, oh yeah, I'll pay for that or I'll pay for this. It just was like, this was now our money. And, you know, at times in my life, like at one point when I left midwifery school and I left New Zealand, I, which is where I went to midwifery school, I, I had a car and I just gave my car to my friend. And I've done things like that just often in life, just like give things that feel like you just, I just give them, right? And I know, and this is not why I do it, but I know that that will just come around. So things also have just been given to me, quite large things. You know, when the whole pandemic thing happened, my husband and I both do a lot of in-person things and a lot of our income was cut out. And that was a little like, holy crap, you know? And then we were just literally gifted by several people, several hundred dollars. And it wasn't like we were asking for it or talking about it or talking about our worries or anything. People just showed up and gave us money. And we received it, which has not always been the easiest thing for me. 
that has also actually been quite challenging. So this idea for me of the gift economy, like as an actual thing came, my husband got this book called Sacred Economics by Charles Eisenstein, uh, maybe like three or four years ago now. And he wanted me to read it and I was just not interested in it, if I'm super honest. And then maybe like a year and a half ago, uh, I started to read it. And in fact, actually, I just joined, I've only read half of it. I just joined his, he, Charles Eisenstein has a gift economy course. It's an online course. And and that resonated more with me. So I took that course and really just began um, exploring this idea more of what it could look like in my own personal work. I've also seen, so I work for a, a midwifery school um, as well as doing all the other things I do. And they started playing also with this idea of the gift economy and gifting some courses and some things and um, even services and just seeing the beauty of it. And so I began months and months ago uh, using this 40-day amazing epic journey that I created that really came through me as a really like a transformational portal for women. I operated it in the gift economy. It was just so... It was so much of my heart and soul that I just felt like I couldn't I couldn't put a number on it. It couldn't charge for it. And I really didn't want there to be any sort of barrier. And the funny thing that I found was the barrier actually became this idea of the gift economy. People didn't know what the heck to do with it. They didn't know if that meant it was not very valuable or if that meant I was just trying to get their email address or like all of the like tools that marketing uses. And in reality, it literally is just my heart and soul out there for people to experience as a portal of transformation. Most of the meditations and things literally just came through me. I, it was, it's very hard to explain what it is until you experience it. And so many, many, many women have now come through And one of the things they often say is, what the heck is this idea of the gift economy? And so we have a chat about it. And recently, several months ago, someone said, I get it. The gift economy is part of this process, is part of this 40-day process. It's an extension of the journey. And I got it. Like, it was reflected through, through her back to me. Because it was that deeper connection that creates possibilities that you didn't even know was there. And so that's part of that. The 40-day journey is connecting inside, spending 40 days, 15 minutes a day, connecting to your inner world, opening up different aspects of yourself, just connecting in different ways, going on an adventure, going on a journey. Like I frame it as if you're going on a backpacking trip, right? Um, To different parts of your body, but also different like tools and she had said that it was part of the possibilities that were created by taking this time and space to go inside. And she had this perfect, I, this thing came to her that she was excited to return or reciprocate what she had learned and captured. And so that could be, for some people, that's literally like using that in their own lives. So practicing the gift economy of something in their own life. For some people, they have given me money, like what they thought was, um, and, and that's great. For other people, I've been given gifts, like poetry or um, things like that, or just like telling other people about it. So for me, it's literally just opening up the possibility for 
the reciprocity and allowing it to be, allowing me to be of service, to be of use, allowing it to be a transformational portal for you, and then expanding that into whatever reciprocity it comes. Whether that is in a month from now, a year from now, whether that is to me or in the name of what was created through you and I's interaction. And that is satisfying. Like, it fills me up more than I can, more than any work that I've, uh, that I've done so far in my life, other than being a mama, right? And perhaps not more so than being a mama, but just different, definitely different. And so I have decided in the new year to, to take that leap and offer my soul sessions, which are basically 90-minute sessions that are connecting you to your inner voice, right? So the way that I midwife isn't to claim all, all responsibility for your birth and say, oh, you had an amazing birth because I was your midwife. It is not that. It is actually the exact opposite. It is literally to hold the space for you, to be a guide with you, to walk hands with you so that you can do it on your, not on your own, but do it, yeah, on your own. You give birth on your own. It's the same way that I do in this work. It, it is really to connect you deeper within so that you have the tools to have that voice and to listen to that voice more than not and to begin to live a life that is fuller and more soul-led. So to live a life from the inside out rather than so much of what we see in our culture, which is to live a life from the outside, which can lead to anxiety, disconnection, feelings of hopelessness, feelings of just not liking your life, which is, or being fine in life, which is what many of us do, right? Myself included, for sure at some point in my life. And that shifted for me many years ago now and is the path that I'm on. So I'm not saying you do a 90 minute session and you're like, woohoo, you know, I'm pretty sure you get that. But that, that I am opening this up to that possibility in the name of the gift economy model. So um, I am recording this partly so people can understand what the heck this gift economy means so that they can get more comfortable with this new possibility and idea and also to really hear my heart that it is of the deepest alignment of me wanting to be useful and knowing that this is my unique gift and superpowers is this work. Along with that in the new year, I am also going to be doing a group um, I don't know what I want to call it, group, I hate the word program, that's not what it is in any way, shape, or form. It's just a group experience, a group experience, a group journey. It is also feels very soul-led to do this um, group that's going to be called uh, Presence, the Journey of Presence, and it's really a reclamation of, of presence and of power and of you. It's a reclamation and exploration of your inner world in a group setting. There will be four or five I have scheduled uh, Sunday evening classes that will be online. 
And it is really me talking. So there's some like knowledge that is given, but also leading through pretty um, big different somatic experiences that I can teach so that again, it's like me teaching you so that you can take it into your own life. So, so many people have this idea of, you know, losing weight or getting more fit or all of these sorts of things in the new year. And I feel like for me, all of those, the reclamation of health, which is what most of those things come from, actually comes through being in deeper presence so that you can see possibly the patterns that pull you towards different ways of eating or pull you towards not feeling the motivation to move or all of the different things. So I'm very excited to anchor deeper into my own presence and to do this in a group container with everyone. Um, to kind of be the guide. And then for those of you that are in my home state of Colorado, the journey will end on the uh, the, the spring equinox with an actual live half a day with me in person at my home. And we will be doing a uh, creation journey. So there will be paints and art supplies, um, and all sorts of other things that we will end kind of this reclamation as we move into a new season um, with a creation and then campfire and just like hanging out and eating with women. So I'm super excited to be offering that. (coughs) Um, You can head over to my website, soulmidwifejulie.com to learn more about that and sign up. Um, That is not going to be offered in the gift economy, although... Um, there will be a fee. And if that fee doesn't work for you, I'm always open to talking to people about it um, as long as it's aligned for the both of us. So that's kind of what I'm up to in the new year. What I want to leave you with, though, is to think about, and what I've hoped this has sparked for you more than anything, is to think about what do you deeply desire to be useful in like maybe taking a journal out and really diving deep into what that if that's a desire for you um what does that actually what is that inner calling that inner niggle and you know again letting it be out of the box doesn't have to be the job it doesn't have to be in money it doesn't have to be anything like that but just like What does that actually feel like inside of you? Where does it live inside of you? And like, what does it actually begin to imagine what it manifests as? So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope that um, it sparked some good inner uh, longings, nigglings, whatever inside of you. And as always, if you would like to contact me, I am just a human being on the other end recording this podcast. You are more than welcome to email me, um, julie at julianne with an e, soulmidwife.com. I love hearing from you all that that there's actually women on the outside, on the other side, listening to me, getting something, and that we can connect in some way, shape, or form. Otherwise, head over to my website, julie. Uh, Soul Midwife Julie to check out the soul sessions, to check out the 40-day journey, or to check out um, journeying through presence. All right, everyone. I'll see you next week. Bye.